Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So that was the message. They walked on the hard turn, and right from the jump, you guys told them where they were at. Awesome job. That game ball. 11 football happy hour with Matthew Berry served by Applebee's Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry. I am Jay Croucher, and it's like I always say, Matthew Berry, let Joe cook. And he certainly cooked to the tune of five touchdowns yesterday. Yeah, I mean, Zach Taylor has been determined to establish the run all season long. <laughs> finally he, did fi- he finally nine did Nine weeks. It, but it only took him, uh, only took him nine weeks. It is uh, noon on a Monday on Peacock, but of course, it is five o'clock somewhere, including in Cincinnati, yeah. where they're loving life. You know, they, they feel pretty good. They're, they're much maligned, including on this show, offensive line. Yes. Uh, took care of the Panthers, whose uh, defensive line hasn't been that strong. This was, this was a league winner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you had this guy on your team, you won your matchup. I, I faced him because, of course, I did. And our show league, stupid Brian Rubin. No, no. Like, oh, no, yeah. I mean, like, He's you know. He's got a lot of run on this show oh, lately, Brian Rubin. Ru- well, he needs to because it's his last year on the show. <laughs> yeah, you can. Just so you know. I mean, Sorry, like, bro. honestly, of course, I no. played Joe Mixon in our show league. I, I have the most points scored against me. Yeah. Of course, I didn't even have to look. I'm like, oh, I wonder who owns Joe Mixon yeah. in our uh, show league. Oh, of course, it's B. Rubes. Who am I playing this week? Of course. I'm playing B. Rubes. It was the ninth best day by a running back in fantasy football since the year 2000. Take a look at uh, some of these names here as well. 22 uh, rushes, 133, I'm sorry, 153 yards, four touchdowns, then uh, 458 in the passing game, including a touchdown as well. I thought we had a full screen. Apparently we do not does not matter. Yep. We don't need to. He was good. Great day for Joe Mixon. Not a great day today for Frank Reich. And no. we'll get into that and the repercussions fantasy-wise a little bit later in the show. But let's jump right. into some other Roto World headlines. And, uh, I mean, Joe Mixon, he's the big story from yesterday. There, with, there we go. With 208 scrimmage yards, five touchdowns, 82% of his fantasy points came in the first half yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. He did it quickly. Uh, I think we both thought that game might be a little bit closer. It was not. No, it was I, not. I, I mean, I'll cop to it, man. I thought the Panthers were going to cover. I thought, yeah. you know, we talked about how banged up that secondary was uh, from Cincinnati. And give credit where credit is due. The Bengals, on a short week, they played the Monday night game last week, but on a short week with a very beat-up secondary, three starters of the secondary were out of this game, and yet still 
P.J. Walker was completely harassed. They got nothing going on offense. Deontay Foreman, just, you know, 7 for 23, just two receptions for minus two yards. Um, was only played like 43% of the offensive snaps no. as this game got away from them and got away from them quickly as well. D.J. Moore, who was my kind of lock of the week, did not perform either. I got this game as wrong as possible. I, mean, I will say I thought Joe Mixon would have a, a good game. We did – I didn't think five touchdowns. But we talked on Fantasy Football pregame, Jay, about positive regression coming yeah. for Joe Mixon. We thought it would start today against a Panthers run defense that was, uh, was weak. But, yeah, on the, on the Panthers side of the ball, could not have been more wrong. No. And uh, it went very wrong for P.J. Walker. I miss the days of P.J. Walker being a, a thing and a viable thing. Yeah. It, was a be- it was a better world to believe in when P.J. Walker was uh, throwing it 70 yards in the air to D.J. He Moore. He got but- replaced by Baker Mayfield at half. Baker Mayfield goes 14-20, 155, and two touchdowns. His actually best fantasy week since week one. Looked he good scored- out there, Baker. He, he, he looked all right. Now, again, we, as we talked about, Cincinnati was missing three corners in this game. It'll be interesting to see... Who starts next week for the Carolina Panthers only because they play the Atlanta Falcons, which yeah. is one of the worst secondaries. I was going to say, is it actually interesting who starts I, for the Carolina Panthers? If you have DJ Moore or Deontay Foreman That's on true. your team, it certainly is. They play the Falcons. Um, so I do think whether it's Baker Mayfield or P.J. Walker, they are viable as a streamer next week against Atlanta in a two-quarterback league, in a deep league, in a super flex league, what have you. Um, so it'll, And I do think... It matters for Deontay Foreman and DJ Moore. I'm just shocking this up to a bad day at the office. Yep. The Panthers are three-point dogs at home uh, to the Atlanta Falcons in what is the seminal Thursday night football game, Falcons at Panthers. Let's the go short to- week, we'll, yeah, we'll turn it around. But again, think about how run-heavy – I mean, think about this, right? I mean, we'll get into him in a little bit, but – Think about how excited you must be if you have Cordero Patterson or even Tyler Algier. Sure. We just saw Joe Mixon, you know, get five touchdowns against this run yeah. defense. And now they've got, I mean, the Panthers have got to play on, you know, Thursday night. The Falcons are, they have a lot of things that they don't do well, but they run the ball well. They yep. do give them credit there. They are so, a very uh, solid yeah. team. Patterson right. will make the love list this week. I would, uh, yeah. He was on the love list this week. Yep. He'll make it again next week. Yep, got denied a big touchdown in that game as well. He looked just 100% back to being fully healthy. Yeah. Uh, the Falcons right now, they might be a better team just to flat out than the Green Bay Packers. And that was maybe the big story Is that from damning yesterday? with faint praise? Yeah. I, I think maybe the biggest story is that the Packers are just, it seems like they're completely done. Aaron Rodgers melts down. Uh, a lot of the previous, I think, failures of the Packers weren't necessarily on him. A lot of yesterday was on him. Uh, he throws the three picks, two in the red zone, and that's about as bad as I've ever seen him play. He, he was brutal. Now, there's a – right. I mean, like, you know, one of them got tipped to the line of scrimmage. There was uh, one of the red zone trips that they uh, had going down there. You know, Alan Lazard, I thought he got in. He, he, Alan Lazard caught a pass and ran all the way down, and then he was just down like at the – literally like at the five-inch line or something like that. I actually thought they might have – you know, they could have challenged it, whatever. But whatever. The fact of the matter is, is that Alan Lazard gets another five inches, and that's a touchdown pass. Instead, he's down at the one. They get four plays. Dylan can't get in for whatever reason. Um, you know, credit the Detroit Lions. But I think we have uh, – I believe we have some sound from Aaron Rodgers after the game. He was not happy, Jay. No, he wasn't. He was not. You've been pretty, you've been pretty optimistic these last couple of weeks, saying all it takes is one. It sounds like there's still a little bit of that left, but – how do you – I'm not trying to be disrespectful in saying this. How do you believe that you guys can still turn around after you guys have just lost to that team? 
I've been counted out many times in uh, my life, as have many of my teammates. And I hope we just dig deep. Do you at all regret not retiring? I mean, it's just there are times outside looking in where you look almost miserable on the field sometimes. I think that's an exaggeration, Pete. Um, frustration and miserability are two different emotions. So um, when I decided to come back, it was all in, and and I don't make decisions. And then, you know, hindsight, 2020, you know, have regrets about uh, big decisions like that. So I was all in, and uh, this is uh, a lot of life lessons for sure this year. Um, but luckily, it's not over. Frustration and miserability are two different things. <laughs> two different emotions. But to this untrained eye, like, they look exactly like the same thing. Look, dude. There's heavy overlap on the Venn diagram <laughs> between <laughs> frustration right. and like, miserability. Hey, what, are we doing? what the hell was that? Aaron Rodgers is, uh, you know, he's kind of got the, the Jake Gyllenhaal hey, haircut start, in prison. Yeah, I mean, like, there, I, I could, I, I mean, I want to unpack that whole thing like there's a Pruder film. Like, I just, I'll say this. Just the fact that we're showing, like, forget the words. Yeah. The fact that we are showing sad Aaron Rodgers video after a game against the Detroit Lions yeah. should tell you everything you need to know. This is a guy that for his career owns the Detroit Lions. Even in years when the Lions were good, the Lions are not good this year. They've, they've been plucky. They've been plucky. You know what I mean? But, right, they're two and six. Yeah. Right? You know, I mean, like, they have two wins. The, 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 the Packers and, and my commanders. Yeah. You know? Thanks, Carson Wentz. Um, so... Let's do it. Here's some numbers. Yeah. Here's what some numbers. Uh, he has zero games with over 17 <laughs> fantasy points game this season. He is QB 23 on a fantasy points per game basis. It's his first career game ever with two red zone interceptions. It's the first time he's lost five in a row since 2008. We're in 2022. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say 23. <laughs> I'm just looking ahead. Uh, I, I mean, so is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean. I don't he think throws, he throws this. He, I mean, like he had Alan Lazard. He loses at Aaron Jones halfway through this game, but still, dude. I mean, they were they had opportunities. Like I, credit the Detroit Lions, credit the Detroit Lions, but still, like, I mean, how can you? Like, there's no hope in sight. Like, no. I, let me put it this way: if they the 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 Packers next week play the Cowboys, you ain't starting them there. No. Then they play the Tennessee Titans, and we just saw what the Titans did to the Chiefs. Like, you're not starting them there. Then next week he's at Philadelphia. You're not starting. You're not starting him there. Yep. And then the, the the then he's at Chicago. Okay, maybe. You know what I mean? The the you know at Chicago is usually a tough place to play, but you know Rogers owns them and blah yes. blah blah blah. We just saw Tua go off on them. But think about that. He's QB twenty three on a points per game basis. You won't feel good about starting him any of the next three weeks. Even if he goes off against Dallas, you yeah. don't feel good about starting him. Like, no. you're going to need a body of work. And so assuming he struggles in the next three games, which would not be surprising if any quarterback struggled against the Cowboys, the Titans, or the Eagles, are you starting him against the, uh, the, the Bears? And by the way, that would be, that'd be week 13. Yeah. I mean, like you're, that's basically win or go home kind of time. You know, down, you know it's the second to last week before the fantasy playoff starts. Like... Aaron Rodgers should not be rostered in fantasy leagues, period.
We talked yesterday about how on Fantasy Football pregame that Aaron Rodgers, this game was designed for him in a lab to get right. And he couldn't get right. He looked worse than ever. He couldn't get right against the Commanders. Couldn't get right against the vulnerable Giants defense. Like, it's just not going to happen. Now he loses Aaron Jones. I mean, X-Ray's back negative. It's, Seems like Jones will be fine. But you know still. What, like, you know, sometimes, there are sometimes when when two sides split up and both sides go on to have tremendous success. Right. You know, like, um, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of a good example of that. Right. You know, both both sides thrive, whatever. Right. Whatever. I leave ESPN. Right. <laughs> I feel like I'm thriving here. And believe me, ESPN is still keeping the lights on. They're doing yes. just fine. Yes. Uh, you know what I mean? So what? great. You know, both sides thriving. Perfect. Bingo, bango. But then you think about like um, uh, I'm trying to think like Hall and Oates, you know, like, <laughs> you know, no one wants Hall. No one wants Oates. You need them together. Everyone loses. Everyone loses. Yeah. And I feel like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, yeah. they're like Hall and Oates. Yeah. Or a more recent reference that I can't <laughs> yeah. come up with at the moment. That's right. A more recent reference might get us into trouble. So that's good. That's yeah, a good what's, a, what's, a, what's a good more... Well, you know, what's a good... What's a good more... Re, re, someone too recent. What's a, it's a good... I'm trying to think Tweet of... Tweet at Matthew Berrettia. Yeah, it. exactly. Give me, uh, give me a good, uh, give me a good look, reference. I think, like, I'm just look, trying to think of like... Right. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just going to say that the betting market has now completely given up on the Green Bay Packers. Rashawn Gary's torn his ACL. He's obviously done for the year now. That's a horrible news. One of the best young pass rushers in the league. Their best defensive player. They are five and a half point underdogs at home. I don't know what the research is on that, but that has not happened in a long time, if ever, to Aaron Rodgers. And now they're five and a half point dogs to the, the Cowboys, who... You flip it around. The Cowboys were 10-point favorites at home to the Bears like a week ago. And so once you factor in home field advantage, the market is saying that the Packers and the Bears are basically like the same team, which is incredible when you think about where these two teams were after week two. It's, uh, it's very grim in Green Bay. Better news, though, for Detroit. Well, before we move up there, just very quickly, to your point, you know, just Adam Schefter tweeting out just before we go to the, uh, before we started the show, uh, the x-rays on Aaron Jones were negative. Source told him that he should be able to play this week. Aaron Jones said, quote, it was frustrating because I felt like I could have went, went back in, but they were being smart. I do know from my time at ESPN, my dear friend Stefania Bell, who really studies these kind of things, has told me more and more, and she said this on the air as well, that the Packers medical staff is among the most conservative right. in the NFL. So that makes sense that they were holding him out and they want to be cautious. But the fact that he avoided serious injury is great. So Jones should be good to go next week. The only other Packer that I could think that I think you can – consider starting and still you don't love the matchup with the Cowboys next week but Alan Lazard once again you know gets in the end zone actually should have had two he's had 42 targets over the last five games um on a points per game basis he's a top 15 fantasy wide receiver like even as bad as Aaron Rodgers has been this year he's been able to keep Alan Lazard's fantasy value afloat yep Good news for Detroit, getting the win. Uh, defense looked much improved. Wasn't the league-worst defense that it had been coming into that game. But fantasy-wise, not a lot of meat on the bone, particularly for the running backs in Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. Neither really gave you what you wanted as we look at their splits against the Packers. I mean, Jamal Williams got a lot of volume, 24 rushing attempts for 81 yards. And then DeAndre Swift, I mean, this was the concern yesterday. We just didn't know. We were hoping that he would get a little bit more work, but he did get the three catches for 40 yards, which salvaged the day a little he, bit. I, I believe he played he, he played only 16% of the offensive snaps. He played, I want to say, you know, 
single digits, like nine snaps, ten snaps total in this game. He hasn't had double digit touch, more than double digit touches in a game since week number one. Um, Justin Jackson there, Craig Reynolds left this game as well with an injury. So uh, it remains a mess. Now they play Chicago next week. You can run on the Bears significantly. Giants, Buffalo, Jags. So we will see. Hopefully we get more reports. I will say the reporting on DeAndre Swift was pretty good. We expressed caution about him on fantasy football pregame. We talked about the fact that if I had both of them, I would prefer Jamal Williams. If you go back and look at my ranks from last week, Jamal Williams was ranked higher than DeAndre Swift. And yeah, at the moment, he's the Detroit running back you want to have. Hang on to DeAndre Swift, though, because we know about the explosiveness. Hopefully, he can just get right one of these weeks. Yep. All right. Let's move around in the NFC yeah. North to the feel-good right. Chicago and, Bears. And disappoint. Listen, disappointing game from Amon Ross St. Brown, but this is a tough matchup as well. He has had nine or more targets in you know every full game that he's played so far this season. Better days are coming for the Sun God. That was just. It was a miss. I don't know. What are you going to do? Yeah, it was a bit of a mess. Okay, let's jump to Justin Fields, who Mm. set the single-game record for a rushing quarterback. And uh, firstly, here is Tua Tagovailoa on Justin Fields. He impressed me a lot. How how much rushing yards did he have? He had like 200? 73 or something. I mean, dude's a baller. (laughs) Dude's a baller. And, you know, he was making some some plays in, in the past game as well. Um, but I'm happy for him. You know, I'm, I'm happy for, for um, the success that he's finding. Um, he's finding himself in, in this league. And, um, you know, I, I think people are starting to recognize more uh, the more he gets out and has those opportunities to play. You know, just, just everything. Um, you know, my comfortability uh, in the pocket, just trying to stay calm when, you know, a bunch of chaos is going around, going on around me. And, um, you know, just trying to lead the guys to, you know, you know touchdown drives each and every drive. Justin Fields' comfortability wins the head-to-head matchup against Aaron Rodgers' miserability. Here's yes. one of those incredible runs. His ability to this stay on his feet and then accelerate. Yeah, I mean, he's blowing past defensive backs. He's blowing past corners. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous there. 178 yards, as you heard there in the press conference sound as well. 15 for 178. Here's Mike McDaniel yelling, uh, Justin Fields, to just stop it. <laughs> Stop embarrassing me. He looks angry, Mac McDaniel. I was like, ah, isn't that so funny? Like, Mike McDaniel actually looks angry. Stop embarrassing my team. <laughs> Hard not to like Mike McDaniel. Yes. Uh, we like Mike McDaniel. We like Justin Fields as well. As you see it here on your screen, more rushing yards in a game by a quarterback than anyone else in NFL history. The obvious names are on this list. You know, we see Michael Vick. We see Lamar Jackson. We see Colin Kaepernick. None of them have ever had a game where they rushed for 178 yards. Michael Vick had a 173 game against Minnesota a number of years back. But Justin Fields, can I talk about one thing that frustrates me? Sure you can. Is is that I saw a lot of people last night tweeting, like, videos or reactions. I follow a lot of people on fantasy Twitter. A lot of people. I can imagine. I mean, well, it's, it's twofold. Number one is, it was like, I, you know, I do that because that's an interest of mine, obviously. It's a sure, huge interest yeah, of mine. Like but I also, ball. like, I'm going I'm to be serious for a second. I feel like it's a sign of support. I, I have, you know, I have, a, I have a very large following. I'm very lucky to have a number of people that are interested in, uh, in, in my uh, whatever I say. or uh, you know. And so uh, I feel like, given the platform that I've been blessed to have, that it's important for me to support the fantasy community. And so I try to 
follow as many people as I can. And, and, and when I see something that's interesting, I try to amplify those people, whether, whether or not I have some sort of business relationship with them. And I have a business relationship with a lot of people in the industry as well. So, by the way, although if I don't follow you on Twitter, you have, I mean, you know, yeah, take a hint. Um, uh, I'm either not aware of you or there's a reason. Um, but what I would you say choose. here is that I saw, so I see a lot of things on fantasy, uh, you know, on Twitter, and I'm active on the platform. And I would say that uh, I saw a lot of people saying, oh, wow, Justin Fields, you know, I think Justin Fields is now a QB1. I'm like, He's Justin Fields has been a QB1 for oh, five weeks now. Yeah. We've been talking He's about been this for a month. He's been the best quarterback in fantasy for a month. I, I, like, where, what? Yeah. Like, I, I, that, that, like, listen, it's all opinions about players. I get stuff wrong all the time. Other people get stuff wrong. No one's perfect. Like, we're all just giving opinions on players. So this isn't like me coming down from Mount Holy saying, but I'm just like, this one's like, I mean, numbers are numbers. Like, yep. we can all say, like, we think it's a fluke or we think it's real or whatever, but numbers are numbers. Justin Fields, since week six, is the number one quarterback in fantasy. We talked. He was on the love list coming into this week, and we talked about him all last week right here on this show, Jay Croucher, about the fact that Justin Fields has been a top-12 fantasy quarterback for a month. Yep. Like, he, what, now he's a QB1? Like, what do we do? Wait, what? Is no one watching football? Is it yeah. only you and I? I'm not sure there are five guys you would want more at the quarterback position than Justin Fields going forward. I, I, there might not be four. There might not be three, honestly. It, okay. The rushing obviously keeps his floor high. Yes. Rushing has made bad quarterbacks fantasy relevant just because of the rushing. But as we talked about on fantasy football pregame Sunday morning, as we've talked about the last couple of weeks, like he is starting to forget numbers. Justin Fields can play. Like he's running the offense. We, we talked about this, like a completely different quarterback after the first couple of weeks to what he has been over the last handful of weeks as well. And oh, by the way, all of a sudden, kind of has some weapons they've always had a strong run game outside of fields right you have to you have to uh, uh you know account for montgomery and khalil herbert but darnell mooney we've always thought was talented and now they're finding ways to get him the ball and there was a cole Komet sighting yesterday Unbelievable. there was a cole Komet sight cole Komet back from the dead undertaker gets woo i'm back baby oh, cole Komet, thank you very much uh, look i mean like cole Komet yesterday right cole Komet. Five for 41, the two touchdowns, but also on six targets, and we've seen this. Yep. And, oh, by the way, over the trade deadline, they added Chase Claypool. And so I agree with you. I think, like, he's like a top five fantasy quarterback the rest of the way. He's – I think, I, like, we, could, we should probably do a name I mean, it's, game. it's Lamar, Hurts, Mahomes, Allen, Fields, right? Isn't he fifth? Yeah, I mean, like in, – In that order. That's the top five to me, I think. Yeah, like, you'd rather have him than Brady. Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think you'd rather have him than Herbert. Yep, definitely. You know, you'd Burrow, rather have, right? I'd take Fields over Burrow at this point. I think with the offensive line concerns, Chase still going to miss a little bit of time. It's close. That one's close. That one's close. I'd rather have him than Dak. Definitely. Yeah. Tua, that's close. That one's close too, yeah. but I think ooh, he, he's like he's top he's seven. Right he's yeah. right there. I'd want to look at the I'd want to look at the schedule the rest of the way a little bit more, but yeah. I mean he's easy top seven, top eight the rest yeah. of the way. Like, we saw Colin Kaepernick's name on that list, and yesterday that's what reminded me that that playoff game, the Kaepernick where he just yeah. ran over Green Bay and Lambo. That's what Fields was like yesterday. It's like what the hell is this sport? Like he's just he looks like a revolution out there. And I mean teams are playing too high safety more than ever before, and Fields is taking advantage of that. He yeah. is just running rampant. I mean I think I'd rather have him than Geno Smith. 
Yeah. And Gina Smith's been great. Yeah, Gina Smith's been fantastic. We'll be talking about him lots the rest of the week. But let's right. talk about. So anyway, I mean, but Darnell, I mean Darnell Mooney. He's, he's had, also back. Also he's also he's also here. back. Twelve or more fantasy points in four of the past six games. At least fifty yards in five of the past six. He's got a twenty-eight percent target share yep. this year, and because of the rushing success of Justin Fields, teams when they play him are going to have to, you know, they, they're already keeping a spy in somewhat, but even more so. Mooney's going to see some single coverage, and especially now that they've added uh, Chase Claypool as well. And so, you know, Mooney, 7 for 43 and a touchdown, you know, could have had an even bigger day as well. Yep. Uh, by the way, next week, they play Detroit. Yeah. They well, I mean, what you said, off. to your point, well, exactly. I mean, that'll be, that'll be fascinating, right? Because we just saw Detroit – take care of Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and now here comes Justin Fields. <laughs> and to your point, the betting market thinks to, uh, you know, that the Bears and the Packers are basically the basically same. Basically the same. I basically mean, tell you what, same. Bears have got a better offense right now than the Packers. We let's do. jump to Miami, another sure. explosive offense. Uh, and let's talk about the backfield, which I think mm. fantasy-wise is the most interesting aspect because we thought that Raheem Mostert was still going to be the guy and that Jeff Wilson maybe get gradually worked in and that it was mainly insurance for Raheem Mostert, but they pretty much split carries down the middle. We talked about this on Fantasy Football Pregame about how Wilson should be – that I, I wouldn't – I'd want to see it on the field, but definitely you should add him because there's a chance he's going to be uh, – there's going to be much more of a committee than I think people initially think. He played 50% of the offensive snaps. Mostert, friend of the podcast, friend of the show, Raheem Mostert, Raheem the Dream, uh, just 46%. He actually had touched Mostert 12 to 10 and so you know Wilson had the nice play that you know he caught the caught the ball for the touchdown that was a nice run after the catch I'm not ready to say like I think in my rankings this week I will still have Mostert over Wilson but it's a lot closer than it would have been a week and a half ago and so all the concerns we had about Chase Edmonds are actually there now (laughs) with Jeff Wilson Jr. and yeah this is a committee and now they're both Mostert who was kind of a you know mid-tier RB2 is now sort of Probably going to be more of a touchdown-dependent flex going forward, as is Jeff Wilson Jr. They're an explosive enough offense that it might be worth it, but... um yeah, this is a hit to Mostert's fantasy value, no yep. question. Still clearly a pass-first offense. Let's jump to Tampa Bay, though, where uh, Tom Brady saved the season, and uh, here's what he had to say after the game. That was awesome. <laughs> that was f***ing awesome. How much did this team need an emotional win like that? Uh, we needed it. We needed it. We got it. We fought to the end. Defense played great. Made some plays offensively. Um, you know, I know we left a few out there, but... It's a t- you know it's a team's tough team so uh, got some great players glad we won. Awesome for Tom Brady, not necessarily awesome for his fantasy managers. He had 58 pass attempts, which he needed to get to just 280 yards. Throws a touchdown finally on effectively the last play of the game. Is I mean, it time to give like, up? I mean, Is it time again, to give up on Tom Brady? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: all the numbers tell you, like it should be better. It's like again, the massive, the massive, the massive passing attempts. Again, like so many drops. Like Scotty Miller drops a touchdown. Pass. Like you know, like the reason they had to drive down there at the end is because Scotty Miller literally misses one that hits him right here. You know that a professional wide receiver should make that catch. Yep. Uh, and, and just, but there were dro- You know, Mike Evans once again another bad drop for Mike Evans in this one. But yeah, I mean, he's got the second most passing yards in the NFL this season, and yet. Uh, on a fantasy points per game basis, like he's not a top ten guy. Yep. But- uh, I, they play Seattle this week in Germany. Yes. They didn't want to play my Seahawks on American soil. No, so they sure. chickened out. Yeah, and they went did. Across they went the across. Atlantic yeah. To, to Deutschland. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, 
Geno Smith is a much better quarterback fantasy-wise than Tom Brady at the moment, which is incredible to say. Uh, I do He's think- had one or fewer touchdown passes in eight of nine games, fewer than 18 fantasy points in seven of nine games. Just 15.2 in this one. Like, he's getting there on volume. But the Seahawks have a sneaky good defense. They've played better much, recently. Much, much better. Much, much better. And so, I, Seattle and then a bye. Those are the next two weeks. Then at Cleveland, home to New Orleans. And so... They're all kind of mid-tier defenses. Yeah, I mean, here's what I would say. Is it's like, it depends on what you have. But, like, if there's somebody... I don't, I don't know that there's an obvious guy to go grab off the waiver wire. But if there is, I just... But, yeah, I mean, like... It's the yards per attempt, which is the thing, because Brady under Arians was so good with the deep ball. That's not there anymore. He's t- I mean, it, it, like I said before, 58 pass attempts and the, not even the, 300 the yards. Guy that he, the guy that you had last year in your fantasy team, that guy's gone. Yeah, he's done. So, I mean, like, you'd rather Brady than Aaron Rodgers. You'd rather sure. Brady than Matthew Stafford. But, like... He's in the Marcus Mariota zone now, which is incredible wow. to group those two names wow. together, Tom Brady and Marcus that Mariota. That's like that's yeah. it, it, like, <laughs> sorry, wow, look at you. Hey, look, Tom the Brady's man has a ring. family, I, well, Jay Croucher, yeah. in the Marcus Mariota zone. <laughs> he is in the Mariota the shot's zone. Shots fired oh, yeah. from Croucher. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, at Croucher JD. Yeah. Please at him. Please don't leave me in that. All right. But you know what? kind of right <laughs> yeah like exactly you're like with you'd me rather, on that. you'd rather have Kirk Cousins than him yeah 100%. I mean like you know what I mean like it's just like he's he's yeah. in that mid-tier QB2 yeah. range now let's talk about their backfield which has also suffered Leonard Fournette not living up to expectations starting to share a little bit of work with Rashad White who has eight carries to Fournette's nine neither of them really did anything on the ground though Fournette still gets the receiving work yeah, he ran around on 67% of his snaps. He led all the Buccaneers running backs in snaps overall, played 62% of them. You know, he still got 14 touches in this game. The problem with Fournette is that the offense isn't going. No. And by the way, give credit where credit's due. The Rams are a good run defense. Like sure. the Rams, for all the things that are going wrong with the Rams offensively, yeah, they, still have a, they, they still have Aaron Donald. They still have a pretty good defense, especially on the defensive line here. So um, I'm not ready to bail on Fournette. But, but again, Fournette, who early in the year was like kind of a locked-in RB1, is much more of an RB2 and probably more touchdown dependent than we would like. Yep, agree. Okay, let's go to break. When we come back, Weekend Warriors headlined by Matthews Mann, the next Ladanian Tomlinson, apparently Ken Walker. Yeah. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. 
did something about halfway through the season, kind of for rookies to kind of take off. Do you not feel like a rookie anymore at this point? Um, I don't feel like a rookie, but at the same time, I still like to learn from the vets. You know, uh, I feel like it's great to be able to learn a lot from the vets and the guys that's been in the league for a minute. But uh, all in all, I don't, I don't feel much like a rookie for real. There it is, Ken Walker. Uh, not playing like a rookie either. Been a good, amazing uh, I'm year. I'm sorry, season. I'm sorry. Do me a favor. Please yeah. refer to him by his full legal name, Ken Walker, league winner. Oh, okay. That's all you're going, that, Kenneth. That, or Kenneth Walker. I we apparently he's been asked about this and he prefers to go by Ken, not Kenneth. Okay, we can do. But that. anyway, what, can his legal that. his legal name. Like, just check the birth certificate. Is Ken Walker league winner? He certainly played like it. A little bit of a rough start yeah. yesterday for Ken Walker league winner. I was a bit nervous about my offensive rookie of the year bet when he was really struggling in that first half, no running lanes, and then all of a sudden. He just went into closer mode. He's got seven touchdowns on the season. Six of them are in the fourth quarter. He gets going when the going gets tough. He was the second best running back in fantasy yesterday. Joe Mixon pretty far ahead of the rest of the field. But Ken Walker was second uh, in front of Travis Etienne and the ever-reliable Austin Eckler and Derrick Henry. But, I mean, 26 carries, he's just getting the volume. And even if he has a rough half, as he did against the Giants as well, he just keeps grinding and grinding. That offense is so elite that he's just going to get the stats. Yeah, I mean, look, five straight games with a touchdown now. To your point, 23 touches over that stretch. Just the volume is there. The scoring equity is there. Since he took over as a starter, he's the sixth best running back in fantasy. And if you don't have him on your team, it is your fault. Watch fantasy football pregame because we literally talked about him when Rashad Penny was healthy as saying, like, I am telling you, sources in Seattle have told me this guy is the next Ladadian Tomlinson. And I was just like, I don't know that I believe that, but I do know that they are very excited about what they have in Ken Walker, league winner. Yep. And he has been nothing short of fantastic. He also heads to Germany. Yes. Like, you know, like he's going to be. He's conquered America. He has conquered America. <laughs> he now goes over to Germany. To he's gonna, yeah, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna conquer Germany. Yeah. That's his right. They, they gave us good cars. Yes. We're giving them Ken Walker. Yes, no, it seems like a fair trade. Yes, November Fest for Ken. Uh, when you talked about him as Ladanian Tomlinson as the comp, at that point he was like 50 to 1 to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And now, as we take a look at the odds from our friends at BetMGM, he has even money, plus 100, to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Wow. He is the clear favorite in front of Damian Pierce. It's looking like probably a two horse race, but at the same time, Chris oh. Olave looms, plus 700. We'll see what he does tonight. And then the interesting one for me is Garrett Wilson sure. at plus 2,000. And, uh, yeah, I just think with the chemistry that he right. is forming. You know what none of them have done, though? Come back from a gunshot. That's from true. multiple gunshots. Is my know. guy, Brian Robinson, well, there. Let's give him comeback player of the year. But that's going to go to another Seattle guy, Geno Smith. I agree with both of those statements here. You mentioned Garrett Wilson, right? Eight receptions for 92 yards on nine targets for Garrett Wilson. He mentions about Zach Wilson after, that, after the game. He's that dog. Yeah. And I don't know oh, what he meant. There's a lot of different ways to go with that. He does have that dog in him. One way, many different ways, many different ways. Has anyone talked to Mama Wilson recently? The fact of the matter is is that Garrett Wilson has played 75% of his snaps as an outside receiver. I think that helped him a little bit here. Uh, What's nice, though, is that he played earlier in his career. I mean, whatever, it's been one year, right? But earlier in the season, he was playing in the slot some. No Corey Davis yesterday. He plays outside. Either way. They are finding ways to get him the ball. For him to put up this kind of production against the Buffalo Bills, 8 for 92 on 9 targets. It's his second straight game with 6 or more receptions and 90 more receiving yards. Look, Zach Wilson 
isn't a fully formed product yet, right? As a no, quarterback, he right? He is, he is certainly inconsistent. It's not me, but he has been good enough to get the ball to Garrett Wilson. Their run game is effective enough that they have to respect it. And so Wilson, who's super talented and is getting open and obviously leads the team in target chair with Zach Wilson under center. Their defense, by the way, shout out to Sauce Gardner there. Their defense has been good enough to keep them in games where they can be a balanced offense as well. They're on a bye next week, but I do think Garrett Wilson, when he comes back, you know, Garrett Wilson, he gets the Patriots, he gets the Bears, he gets the Vikings. You don't love Matt New England. Um, uh, Zach Wilson <laughs> on the road at Bill Belichick. But I will say that, uh, I mean, Wilson's locked in as a top 30 wide receiver with some wide receiver two sure. upside in the right matchup. Yep. Just while we're talking about the New York Jets and mothers, just want to quickly say, because I am wearing the Sauce Gardner jersey. So we gave out a few weeks ago, Sauce Gardner, defensive rookie of the year at plus 1,400. Yes, he is now even money on BetMGM. So I'm watching the game yesterday with yep. my daughter uh-huh. and uh, the last play of the game I don't want like high leverage moments with Sauce Gardner because he's the favorite I'm playing defense with that bet I'm playing defense on defense I just want him to not give up big plays Josh Allen unleashes the deep ball and I'm praying that it's DJ Reed. no it's Sauce Gardner and then he makes the game winning play and I scream out next to my daughter I scream out mother of God and then she goes daddy what's mother of God I'm right. like Source Gardner is mother of God because he just won that game. He picked off Josh Allen, and he's the favorite for Defensive Rookie of the Year. I would I say that's his new Gardner. nickname, except Sauce is so much as the, <laughs> I know, it's the so much cool. game in the NFL. And that's going to help him right as well, winning uh, that award. I, you know, um, uh, I can't announce something. I, I, have, <laughs> I, I was going to say I have, something, I have something with Sauce Gardner, small thing with, with Sauce, but that'll wow. come up later this week. Okay. It's kind of cool. But, yes, we're all big fans of Sauce Gardner yep. here. Great call by you. And I will just say this. I just want to say this to our audience. You won't say this, but I will say this. Jay Croucher, especially when it comes to awards, that is where you are. That's where you crush. You make a lot of money for a lot of people on awards. So, yes, that was a great call on you. We'll see if Sauce Gardner ends up winning yeah. um, Defensive Rookie of the Year. But certainly, if you listened to us a couple of weeks ago and got him at plus 1,400, you're feeling pretty good about the exactly. fact that he's now at even money. Yes. You're also feeling pretty good about Cordero Patterson, sure. who came back from IR and pretty mm. much just looked like the guy, health-wise at least, that he was before he got hurt. Yeah, listen, Arthur Smith is going to establish the run, (laughs) damn it, no matter what. But with Cordero Patterson, he can. Look, it's still a committee. You see it there on your screen. (laughs) Ten rushing attempts for Tyler Algier, 13 for Cordero Patterson. Caleb Huntley also gets seven carries in there. Algier actually the more effective running back. I mean, he averaged over nine rushing yards a carry. He had over 100 total yards in this one. But Cordero Patterson, of course, cashes in the two touchdowns. And I think that's the important thing. When they get close, that's who they trust. That's who they want to sort of be the hammer when they get in there. He's had double-digit carries in every single healthy game he's played. He's had 18 or more fantasy points in three of the four full games that he's played. It's a, he's a talented running back who was a top-10 fantasy running back last year for much of the year. And it is as run-heavy an offense as there is in the NFL. Guess who's coming to town this week, though? The Carolina Panthers. It's a Thursday night game. It's a Thursday night game. There you go. (laughs) Yes. By the way, Carolina at Atlanta. I don't want anyone out there ever to bitch about fantasy or sports betting (laughs) because that's going to save this Thursday night game. Are you kidding me? It's going to save America because everyone in America is watching that game and you better have a bet on it and you better be playing fantasy. I just, I will say this. I'm going to get political here for one second here. We don't like to do this. Tomorrow is is an election day 
And if you are eligible to vote, I encourage everyone out there, please vote. Please, please, please vote. And I would just say selfishly, if there is a ballot on your state <laughs> to make sports betting legal, yes, yes vote for that person. Yes. If there is a candidate in your area that is pro-sports yes. betting or pro-DFS or pro-fantasy, vote for that person. Yes. Yes. It's the land of the free. It's the land of the free. Land of the free. You, and you should be allowed to make wagers on crappy games like Falcons <laughs> yeah, exactly. and Panthers. This is what elections are this for. This is what elections are it's for. It's all about the Panthers uh, plus uh, you three. Know, right, exactly. Panthers. Our forefathers fought for a <laughs> yes. free country yes. so that we could do same-game parlays. Yes, they fought for Josh Palmer props. <laughs> yes, let's exactly talk about right. that guy, Josh Palmer, yes. who cashed all his overs. Eight receptions. he did. 106 yards. Yes. He's the yes, guy. If you get, most people haven't read the entire entire declaration of independence but if you if you right look now. if you look at the very fine print at the very bottom yes. it just says you know you know our four you know this this land of liberty <laughs> life and promo code Barry at <laughs> bet mgm <laughs> is what going. yes that is what yeah. we are fighting for life liberty and the pursuit <laughs> of, of, of Barry code. boosts on BetMGM, once again, promo code Barry, your first yeah. bet is risk-free up to $1,000. Yeah. BetMGM.com, when you use the promo code Barry, I'm a company man. I'm also a Josh Palmer stan. Yeah. And he crushed yesterday. He did crush it. We thought that he was going to do yeah. so. His usage without Keenan Allen, without Mike Williams. Mike Williams still not in the fray. Keenan Allen, who knows what the hell is happening with Keenan Allen. Josh Palmer, he should be rostered absolutely everywhere, and you're starting him with confidence until both of those guys come back. They play San Francisco on the road next week on the Sunday night game right here on Peacock and NBC. Again, I'm a company man, but he's now had back-to-back games with double-digit targets, and even though the, he plays the Niners next week, it's actually a pretty easy schedule. Per our friends over at Pro Football Focus, he's got the sixth-best schedule for wide receivers over the rest of the season, and so with Mike Williams at least a few weeks away, and to your point, like Keenan Allen, like the hammy, it's in, it's out, it's like, it's always bad. As long as one of those guys is out, feels like Josh Palmer is going to get a decent amount of volume. I like the fact that he played over 90% of the snaps in this one as well. Yep, absolutely. They're seven-point dogs against the Niners, so expect that they will be throwing. Not a lot of respect for Justin Herbert. They will, indeed. Josh Palmer was on the love list this week. He was. Okay, let's talk about Christian Kirk, Mm -hmm. uh, who had eight receptions, 76 yards and a touchdown, revived after a little bit of a down stretch. Uh, And he was the fifth top fantasy-wide receiver with 21.6 points yesterday and uh the swaguars little renaissance from the swaguars who look completely done after what Devontae adams did to them in the first half listen that's listen and we definitely got stuff wrong this week i don't want to sit here and constantly be patting ourselves on the back because i we love the panthers we love the panthers right i mean i'll just i like in this no in this right we love exactly we love the (laughs) Panthers. two things right we we love the panthers to cover yeah right and and someone on this show not to someone on fantasy will pregame that isn't here predicted the Panthers um, yeah. would actually beat the Bengals. I like the over in Green Bay, Detroit. Well, you like the over in Green Bay, Detroit. And I guarantee DJ Moore will be a top 15 fantasy wide receiver. So we get stuff wrong all the time. But we did also say, so, you know, I just want to cop to some of our bad calls. Because, by the way, I did say, give me the Jaguars at home who are underdogs. Sure. I, liked, I liked that game. I, uh, I liked that game as, a, um, uh, as an upset there. I thought the Jags would win. They ended up winning. It was plus money if you took that as well. And 
what the, the Swagwars can't be stopped, right? I mean, it's, it's they can't be. Uh, you can only can, hope like, can, they kind of can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> by, by everyone, by, America's, by team, America's team, the swag by, exactly. Like, they can be stopped unless unless you're the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> they can absolutely be stopped. They're not very good, but they did get the win. They f- saved. You know their who is good though? Is Travis Etienne. Travis he Etienne is was a monster. He is awesome, yep. and he's added another uh, another gear to. Um, uh, to Trevor Lawrence, who is, you know, a viable high-end QB, too. Kirk has a uh, nice game. He's now had seven, y- seven receptions and 75 yards in two of the last three games. It's his fifth game this year with over 17 fantasy points, remaining one of the better draft day bargains. I mean, his ADP was in the 40s among yep. wide receivers. And so, like you know, like they found something with ETN. They found something with Edmund Ingram. And Christian Kirk is the kind of the lead of that passing attack, yep. at least until maybe Calvin Ridley shows up next the year. The Swagua suddenly live again in the AFC South. Just two games back of the Titans, and they play them twice more. All right, we're going to break now. When we come back, get negative with some Sunday scaries, Matthew Berry. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Download the RotoWorld app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster and get the latest injury updates, player news, plus much more delivered right to your phone available in the app store today and it's okay. free and it's free it's free it's totally free that means you totally, pay no money for it right. totally free let's talk sunday scaries and let's start off with the man who was shut down by this man not jay croucher but source gardener yeah, right, right, yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, as i always like to say as omar little said in the wire you come at the source you best not miss gabe davis came at the source and he missed. And uh, two receptions, 33 yards. Two receptions, not that far off his season average. Because uh, it hasn't gone great for Gabe Davis. Yeah, it's his fourth game with three or fewer receptions, fewer and fewer than 40 receiving yards. He's had only one game this year with a target share above 17%. And yet, Jay Croucher, I think you got to still keep starting <laughs> yeah. him. Well, I mean, you nailed it earlier, well, last week with the call that he is East Coast Mike Williams, who you just have to start, and you grit and bear it, and it's either going to happen or it's not, but you have to yeah, start. Yeah, I mean, listen, he, there was a there was sort of a Hail Mary-ish play towards the end of the game that almost, like, basically went through his hands, and if he yeah. comes down with that one, I mean, you know, again, the narrative changes. Like, they're going to take big play shots with him. Yeah. He is talented enough with a quarterback who is talented enough that it's going to pay off more often than not. Again, 
there's going to be there's going to be days like this. Mama said there'd be days like this. But the fact is, is that when we look at the end of the year, he's going to wind up as a top 20-ish wide receiver. And I just think trying to predict when it's going to be a good game, when it's going to be a bad game, I think it's going to be tough. Look, he's had six or more targets in three of the past four games. And if you're telling me here's a talented young wide receiver who's shown a propensity to score touchdowns, who's getting six or more targets from Josh freaking Allen, more often than not, that's going to work out for you. So I'm still sticking by Gabriel Davis. They play the Vikings next. They're at home against the Vikings. Then they're home against Cleveland. Then they've got they they play the Vi- the Lions on Thanksgiving um, uh, as well. You like that matchup? Uh, so you know the next three weeks, I think. I'm still in on Gabe Davis here, despite 5.3 fantasy points. I know it was bad, but I'm sticking by my guy. Yeah. Let's also just monitor the Josh Allen elbow situation, which, I mean, it should be fine, but that looked pretty bad on some angles. And then his next throw after that, he short-armed on third down. Got a fair bit of length on the fourth down throw, so he's probably okay. I mean, but exactly. Just something, just something right. to so, monitor. So it means he probably, so he can no longer throw it 85 yards on a rope. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it's only 67 yards. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 75, like... Still the best quarterback performance of last year to me was he that. He needs to shave the mustache. Yeah, the That's mustache. That's the problem. I, yeah, I yeah. just, I honestly think it's, I, there's something about the mustache. It's the same with Rogers' haircut. The Jake Gyllenhaal prisoner's haircut. I'm telling you, a thousand percent. Like, what are we doing, guys? Yeah. Right? I mean, like, someone do a study on Josh, Josh Herbert with the frizzy hair and Josh Herbert with a buzz cut. Like, again, like, don't, what are we doing, guys? Don't mess with your hair. Take it from somebody who, who understands what happens. Uh, you know, every hair is precious. Yes, Take it from me. Hair every hair is, is precious. precious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good games from Devin Singletary are pretty precious at the moment as well. He has not done much in that supposedly explosive offense that did very little against the Jets. Yeah, that was tough. You know, the problem is, is that Singletary is probably more in flex territory now for me. You know, Naheem Hines got a little bit of work in this one. We expect his usage to increase as well. 73% of the snaps are higher now in five of the past six games, right? I mean, Hines only played four snaps. We expect, obviously, that usage to increase there. And, and so um, he has had eight or more yards from scrimmage in four of the past six. But give credit where credit's due. Again, like the Jets are a good run defense. Like, they're just the, a good defense They're overall. just a good defense overall. Yep. So uh, Singletary... Uh, you know, who's running back 29 in points per game so far this season. He's had just only one game with over 15 fantasy points. He's had single-digit fantasy points three of the last four. Again, he's, you know, running back 29 points per game, like, that's about right. He's a flex. That's yeah, what he is. He's a, he's a flex, and an ideally in a ear flex, you're using a wide receiver. But in bye weeks, in right scenarios, I think you can use him more. Minnesota, their next opponent, has a very good run defense, but you can attack them through the passing uh, with your running backs, and whether that'll be uh, Singletary or Hines remains to be seen. But, yep. yeah, he's a flex. I project him to get better the rest of the way just because every single season, Josh Allen's passing yards fall off a cliff as it gets colder in Buffalo, as you'd expect, so they should be running the ball more. Let's jump into uh, a couple of Indianapolis Colts. Now, the Indianapolis Colts franchise could just be the rundown item on Sunday Scaries as they let go of Frank Reich after getting embarrassed in New England. Mac Jones didn't even have to do anything. Uh, but let's talk about I'm Michael just, Pittman hang on, first. I'm going to read this. Um, uh, this um, I, so my friend Rich Rebar on, uh, on Twitter, yeah. uh, at Lord Reeves, always does a great job. And uh, he tweeted this out. I'm going to read this tweet uh, verbatim. The Colts averaged 2.02 yards <laughs> per offensive play yesterday. That's the worst in an NFL game this season. 
They're fewest in a game since 1977, the second worst in franchise history. Sam Ellinger, um, you know, looked awful. I mean, you know, just like there's no – this is rebar again. Sam Ellinger on third downs over his first two starts, you know, 5 of 13, so 38.5%, three first downs, one interception, six sacks taken, a 15.9 rating. Like, I mean, he just, you know, like he can't, he can't stay on the field. No. Like it, it just, and it's the offensive line. The whole thing looks broken and you feel bad. Look, I, I never want to celebrate somebody losing their job. By all, I've never met Frank Reich, but by all account, like I've interviewed, I asked him a question at a press conference once, but I don't, I've never met him, met him. You know what I mean? But by all accounts from people around the NFL, he's a good man. Yep. He, is a, he is a good man, a family man. And so, you know, when somebody like that gets fired, it's not just him, but it's, you know, it's, it's the wife and the family that suddenly have to pack up their lives and, you know, and the kids are going to school. And, yeah, I mean, like, it, the whole thing sucks, right? Yep. Losing a job sucks. And so, you know, we tend to get callous in this business. We're like, ah, well, you know, they sucked. He deserved to get fired. And there's no question the Colts did not perform the way they should have, right? And so a change needed to be made. I, I don't fault Jim Ursay for making this move. Um, but it stinks, and you feel bad. And the takeaways here are this offense is broken, Jay Croucher. Like, yeah, it looks done. awful. Yep. yep. I think with Reich, 10 months ago, when the Colts were riding high, was everyone's Super Bowl sleeper pick as Jonathan Taylor was the best running back in the league, really solid defense. If you ask everyone around the NFL top five coaches in the league. I guarantee Frank Reich is on the majority of those lists. I would bet on Frank Reich landing on his feet somewhere else eventually. I think he's an excellent <laughs> offensive play caller when he has anything to work with. But let's talk but, about Michael Pittman. Yeah. Who and, has- and by the way, real quickly, just um, breaking news just right into I just got an alert on the Fantasy Life app, the, uh, the free Fantasy Life app. And this is per Adam Schefter, so it's, it's, uh, it gets you an alert for, for everyone. Um, the, the Colts are naming former six-time Pro Bowl center and current ESPN analyst Jeff Saturday as their interim head coach. Wow. He has been a consultant for the team, is in their ring of honor, and also was head coach of the Hebron Christian Academy football team in Decula, Georgia. He's, uh, he's from Georgia. I so did not expect that. No, did not expect <laughs> that as well. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, and, uh, and Field, but, I mean... Anyway, I, I don't believe he has, you know, head coaching experience at the no. NFL or college level. Be interesting. He's a great guy. Like, yeah. I know him from my time at ESPN. Like, he's yeah. an awesome dude. Yeah. Like, love Jeff Saturday. But the idea, we have no idea what this offense will look like. Deion Jackson was bad here. Here's a positive. They play the Raiders this sure. week, right? And that's a defense that you can get right against. You're, I think you're still hanging on to Taylor and Pittman. Yep. The rest of it, I think you can just sort of you just like, burn it all down at that point. Right. Yeah, or Deion not, Jackson, and again, let's see what if he if, starts. If, yeah, we'll see what like. I think you're still holding on to that because at least at least Deion Jackson's getting the work. He played over 60 percent of the snap in all three games here. So more to come on this um, story as we get more no- news about what kind of offense they're going to run, but. Yep. It's broken. Yep. I it's, like it's I like the Raiders minus six home to the Colts in that game. I think the Colts are just a mess. It's only six. That's not enough. All right. We're going to go to break. When we come back, last call on some Thursday night football player yeah. props with our friends at BetMGM. Yeah. Yeah. 
The action never stops at BetMGM, Matthew Barry. Sign up now using bonus code Barry, B-E-R-R-Y, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter that bonus code Barry to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. You can do it tonight on Monday Night Football. You can do it on Thursday Night Football when there's going to be no other reason to watch that game of football. A thousand percent. Or do it now, get your risk-free first bet in, win with what we're about to tell you to do, and then you've got all this money to play with on Thursday night. Or you can lose, and it's risk-free, and you can bet it on Thursday night. And you'll still have money left over. Exactly. The most important part of this segment is the promo code (laughs) BERRY. Yes, it is. B-E-R-R-Y at BetMGM.com. Let's talk Monday Night Football props, Ravens at Saints, from our friends at BetMGM. A lot of Alvin Kamara. In fact, they're all Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara to score first touchdown, plus 600. Anytime touchdown scorer, Kamara minus 120. And Kamara over 37.5 receiving yards. What about Alvin Kamara going on? Alvin Kamara, which makes sense. Listen, they, 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 on Baltimore. They, they really, they, really. They, yeah, I, I think that um, I, I like the Kamara over on the receiving yards there. I think of, of those bets, that's the one I would take the, uh, of that as Me well. Too. Um, uh, certainly like that as well. Where are you going here in this game? Well, I'm going Alvin Kamara as well. Okay. A market that wasn't actually listed on that screen, but Alvin Kamara over four and a half receptions. A little bit of juice on the over, minus 130. I still think that's a bet. His past four games, his receptions, nine, seven, six, six. Those numbers are all higher than four and a half, substantially so in some cases. You can get at the Ravens in the passing game, two running backs, so I think Kamara will go over Dump off Dalton, won't use his other nickname, which I butchered in the past, yes, but sir. dump off Dalton. We'll get it to Alvin Kamara in what I think is going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, I like, I like that. I like the over on Alvin Kamara receptions. I like that call here. You know, sometimes with betting, I think people tend to overthink it. Sure. They try to think, and you're, like, and you're just like, why? And you say to potential bettors, you're like, why, why are you jacking up threes yes. when the layup is right there? Yeah. Why not just drive to the hole and take yeah. the easy two points it's here? It's transition, right, three right. on one. So what do we have tonight? We have Andy Dalton starting yeah. in a primetime game. Yes. Jay Croucher. It's a big audience. Right? What does he it, like to do in primetime? He prime likes time? to throw interceptions. <laughs> yeah. He's had 25 career primetime games, yeah. Andy Dalton has. He's got 23 interceptions <laughs> and 25 career primetime games. He's thrown an interception in 60% of his career primetime games. So give me Andy Dalton to throw an interception tonight over 0.5 interceptions for Andy Dalton on Bet did, uh, did he throw an interception his last primetime game against I the Arizona he threw Cardinals? Two. Did I they get returned for two. touchdowns? Yeah, find me a times. meme of like, you know, like Andy Dalton looking like this yes. and, the, and the Cardinal jumping in the background into yes. the end zone, you know, bet MGM better, like in there, you know, into a pile of money because that's what's yeah. happening here. Give me the over on Andy we Dalton. Need, uh, we need Kirk Cousins to play Andy Dalton in primetime more often. Oh, my God. Yes, the interception props. It'll be an absolute Just, buffet. It would be a buffet. Props. So, anyway, those are our favorite bets on tonight's game over at BetMGM. Again, promo code Barry for your risk-free bet up to $1,000 first-time bet. Listen, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. It's closing time. Good luck tonight. I hope your Monday Night Miracle comes through. For Jake Croucher, I'm Matthew Barry. We'll see you tomorrow here in the happy hour. Peace out. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. 
Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.